The History of College Football is a podcast dedicated to preserving the college football gridiron memories from years gone by. Please feel free to visit our website at historyofcollegefootball.com. Thank you. Welcome to History of College Football. I am Jay Abramson, and I will take you down a gridiron memory lane. The national champions, the teams, the rivalries, the conferences, the Heisman winners, the rankings. Today, we discuss college football's first consensus All-American team, the class of 1889. The season was 1889. Football back then was played on a 110-yard field. And that season, Princeton won the national championship 10-0. They were dominant, outscoring opponents 484 to 29. In the last game of the season, there was this epic game because they were playing Yale and Walter Camp. Walter Camp had come out of that 1888 season 13 and 0, and up until that game, they were 16 and 0 heading into the final weekend. But Princeton prevailed 10 to nothing. Now, the first All-American team was chosen in 1889 by two men, Casper Whitney and Walter Camp for a magazine called The Week's Sport. When the first All-American team came out in 1889, there were 28 major schools in college football. The 1889 All-American class consisted of 11 student athletes, five from Princeton, three from Harvard, three from Yale. Princeton, Harvard, Yale were the only schools with All-Americans. The other 25 schools did not have All-Americans. Why? Well, two reasons. One, the sport itself was 20 years old. I mean, 1889, the Civil War had ended 24 years earlier. Benjamin Harrison was president. Frederick Douglass was prime minister of Haiti. At the beginning of the year, there were just 38 states, 42 states by the end of 1889. You know that gunfight in the OK Corral and Tombstone? That occurred just eight years earlier. The point is, traveling to see other schools play was not as easy as it was today for these two men who created the All-American class. But secondly, many of the 25 schools that did not have All-Americans, they just played one or two game seasons. Princeton, Harvard, Yale each played at least 10 games. But the non-Ivy League schools, the most the team played was six, and very often it was less. And just to give you an idea, Princeton played 10 games. Yale, 17 games, Dartmouth, eight games, Harvard, 11 games, Cornell, nine games, Penn, 13 games. You get the gist of it. For schools that were not Ivy League, Notre Dame played one game, USC, two games, Navy, six games, Minnesota, four games, Duke, three games. You get the point. So here is the first All-American class of 1889. Edgar Allan Poe, James Lee, Roscoe Channing, Knowlton Ames, Arthur Kumchak, Amos Alonzo Stagg, Hector Cowan, Charles Gill, John Cranston, Pudge Heffelfinger, and William George. Now, the five Princeton All-Americans composed near about half of the team, and they were Edgar Allan Poe, namesake of his uncle, the writer Edgar Allan Poe, Roscoe Channing, William George, Hector Cowan, and Milton Ames. The three players from Yale on the All-American team were Amos Alonzo Stagg, Charles Gale, and Paul Heffelfinger. And the three players from Harvard were James Lead, Arthur Cumnock, and John Cranston. 
of the 11 players in the first All-American class, four are in the College Football Hall of Fame. Amos Alonjo Stagg, who's actually there as a player and a coach, Hector Cowan, Paul Heffelfinger, and Nolta Ames. This is the story of the All-American class of 1889, the first All-American class in college football history. So let's look at each of these All-Americans. Quarterback Edgar Allan Poe, Princeton. He was the quarterback of the 1889 team that won the national championship, 10-0. He was named for his great uncle and second cousin, twice removed, Edgar Allan Poe. And he went on to become the attorney general for the state of Maryland. Halfbacks, there were two of them. Roscoe Channing from Princeton. He was Princeton's halfback. He later served with Theodore Roosevelt with the Rough Riders in the Spanish-American War. And there was James Lee from Harvard who's actually a cousin to Robert E. Lee, a distant cousin, the general from the Civil War. Now, the following year, 1890, he led the Harvard Crimson to an undefeated 11-0 record. And Lee capped the 1890 season with this really long touchdown win to give Harvard a victory over Yale. There was one fullback, Knowlton Ames from Princeton. He is in the College Football Hall of Fame. Knowlton Ames excuse me, Knowlton Snakes Ames, was one of college football's greatest broken field runners. In one game, he returned a punch 70 yards, a kickoff 50 yards, and rushed for 105 yards. In another game, he scored 60 points. This gentleman, Snake Ames, Knowlton Ames, set the unofficial college scoring record with 730 points, 62 touchdowns, 176 goals after a touchdown. And to this day, Ames holds nearly every one of Princeton's career scoring records. Ames led Princeton to a 35-3-1 record when he was there. He is credited to be the first player to execute a fake punt and part of the first team to develop that power sweep. Now, that's not all. He went on to coach Purdue for two seasons. But these two seasons were extraordinary. In 1891 and 1892, Purdue posted a combined 12-0 record. The man never lost as a coach. The boy Lakers were undefeated, untied, unchallenged, as a matter of fact. In 1891, the average score was 48 to nothing. In 1892, Purdue won by an average score of 40 to 3. So coach Knowlton Ames joins this really small fraternity of coaches to have never lost at the school they coached. There were two ends. One was Amos Alonzo Stagg. Yale, and he is in the College Football Hall of Fame. He was elected, as I mentioned, as both a player and a coach. He played at Yale for five years. Now, he didn't see much action in the first two seasons, but in 1888, Stagg was one of the stars of one of the greatest teams of all time, that 1888 Yale team that went 13-0, outscored their opposition 698-0, and that team featured four Hall of Famers. For his career, Amos Lonzo Stagg and his teammates at Yale posted a 53-2-1 record. Now, he went on to coach 57 years. That's 5-7, ladies and gentlemen, at Springfield College, at Chicago, at the College of Pacific, and he won 314 games. He was an innovator, major innovator, end around, Trick play with the hidden ball, quick kick, man in motion, fake punt, huddle. I can go on and on. 
The other end was Arthur Cumnock of Harvard. He was known as a ferocious tackler, and he invented the first nose guard. We'll come back to this later. He also invented spring practice, and many consider him the greatest player to ever play for Harvard. He went on into the cotton mill business. There were two tackles, Hector Cowan, Princeton. He is in the College Football Hall of Fame. He was the captain of that Princeton team that won the national championship in 1889, 10-0, the captain. During his five varsity seasons at Princeton, the Tigers won a combined 44-3-1. Then there was Charles O. Gill from Yale. And he actually played at Yale from 1885 to 1889. In 1888, Gill was on that epic team that was undefeated, untied, unscored upon. And in 1889, he was the captain of Yale, the team that went 16-1. and The only loss was to the defending national champion, Harvard. Now, Yale outscored their opponents 665-31 to that season in 1889. Interestingly, after he graduated from Yale, he became a member of the fame, or infamous, depending on how you look at it, Skull and Bones Secret Society. He later coached Cal and went on to become an ordained minister. There were two guards, Pudge Heffelfinger, Yale College Football Hall of Fame. He played at Yale, and he was considered at the time one of the greatest linemen of his time because he was a three-time All-American. 1889, 1890, and 1891, the first three-time All-American. He was also the first professional football player because after Yale, he was paid to play. He was paid specifically $500 to play one game for the Allegheny Athletic Association, and he helped Allegheny defeat their arch-rival, the Pittsburgh Athletic Club. He went on to coach Cal, Lehigh, and Minnesota. There was John Cranston of Harvard, who played from 1888 to 1890. He was a two-time All-American in 1889 and 1890. Two years as center, one year as a guard. He was the first football player to wear that protective nose gear that his teammate, Arthur Cumnock, invented. Cumnock's invention actually gained popularity after Cranston wore it and when a newspaper article picked it up. Now back to Cranston. He went on to coach Harvard for one year in 1903. And then there was center William George of Princeton. William Pop George was a four-year starter at Princeton from 1886 to 1889, leading Princeton to not one, but two national championships, 1886 and 1889. This was a story of the first All-American class in college football history, the 1889 class. Four student athletes are inducted into the College Football Hall of Fame, and they are Ed Allan Poe, James Lee, Roscoe Channing, Nolton Ames, Arthur Cumnock, Amos Alonzo Stagg, Hector Cowan, Charles Gill, John Cranston, Paul Heffelfinger, and William George. Thank you for listening to History of College Football. I am Jay Abramson. Join us every Tuesday and Saturday for a new episode.